So, kind of, you know, kind of, if you can, just kind of walk me through the recruiting process here. How how Purdue got interested and in, uh, everything that led to your commitment. Yeah. So, uh, Coach Loss found uh, or got my video sent by one of your people about. Yeah, it was a long time ago. A couple, uh, like six months ago or something like that. I, I don't remember the dates exactly, but it was a long time ago. And then we've just been having an open contact and talking to each other a lot. And then uh, I've been sending them my film and stuff. And we've been talking almost on a weekly basis. And Lusk has been great in keeping contact with me and this Jack talking and building a relationship. Uh, and then a couple of months ago, uh, they, they saw enough of me and yeah, basically sent me an offer. And uh, since they've since we have been building a great relationship, and I've liked what I've seen from them and their history and how they develop big men and yeah, how they recruit big men as well. I just they've always been like a top school for me. And then when. I started to decide schools. I talked to them a bit more. We had the Zoom meeting. The Zoom meeting is actually where I got the offer from. Um, they had a virtual walkthrough on how the school looked and the program and the place and stuff. Uh, current players, previous players, the coaching staff and all that. And I just liked what I saw. So they made my top two. And the top two was the schools that I was going to visit, which I did. Uh, it was Utah State and yeah, Purdue, and it was an am- amazing visit. Both schools were great. Uh, I actually both schools were way above my expectation. It's quite nothing like back home here in Sweden. We don't have that kind of money to basketball. Basketball isn't as popular over here, so yeah, it was mind blowing to see see the facilities, to see the dedication of the players as well. It's kind of hard to find people that love the game as much as yourself but yeah I could see that over there and the culture that, that they portray on, portray on uh, social media and stuff is actually culture that they have in the team which is was really great to see uh, and then yeah me and my dad came home to Sweden uh, I had a long discussion with him about both schools uh, I called a couple of friends that actually play uh, Division One basketball. Jacob Monson plays in New Jersey Institute of Technology and Pelle Larsson as well plays at Arizona. Uh, and yeah, I just talked with them about their experience and their feelings about uh, college in general and what I should look for in a school. And yeah, everything, with, with everything done, it just became... It was a hard choice, but in the end, Purdue, Purdue was the school that I liked the most, and yeah, I liked the culture, the playing style, uh, yeah, everything, the coaches, the players, uh, was just, uh, yeah, they didn't have any problems with them at all. I didn't see anything bad with them, almost. Where, where does that passion for basketball come from? Um, I've played basketball since I was seven years old, and it's... It's always been uh, so. Dad has played a huge part in me playing basketball. Um, my mom actually passed away when I was little, so it's kind of been the thing that I 
it's either I go talk to my dad or I go to the gym and lift weights or go to the quarter shoot. So it's always been like a huge, um, huge way for me to get my thoughts uh, worked out and yeah, just get some, just relax and just get take care of myself. The hard work, I. It's, it can be exhausting to like go in, into the gym and play basketball, but it is always helping me. It's, it makes me feel better in the end. Always, it gets me in an overall better mood, and it's just yeah, it's just what I like. And my passion is basketball, and it's always been, and it's always be. I will always love it. Um, at what point did you realize that coming to America to play college basketball was? was going to be a possibility for you I mean otherwise what would you what would your path in basketball be so uh, it's kind of hard to get recognition from uh, colleges when when you play here in Europe so I had a friend reach out to me and actually help me get in contact with schools he's Brandon Goble you advocate um, he's an awesome dude. Has, he's like one of the main reasons why these schools have seen me, and they was he was putting so much work to get him to see me. And yeah, but if college, if I wouldn't be able to go to college, it would either be staying in Sweden and playing for like a professional team here and go that way, uh, or going into an academy. In, another part of Europe, like Spain or Turkey or something. I actually, before I started to get a lot of attention from the college schools that I got, uh, Fenerbahce, which is a big Turkey, a Turkish team, uh, I talked to them for a little bit. I was actually almost going there this year and playing with their academy team for a year or even longer. I mean, it's not... So, to say is the end game for you to play professional basketball somewhere yes sir mm. for sure it's always been that and college is also a good thing because I get something from doing what I love I get an awesome education at Purdue which will open a lot of doors after basketball and after the ball stops bouncing so so how do you think Purdue's going to help you develop into that type of player I think it's the overall setup, like the combination of uh, the strength and all that with the uh, work on skill and I think the main thing that I need to improve on is uh, the physical part and I think the strength coach at Purdue uh, will help me a lot. I really liked what I heard when I talked to him and with that combined with the awesome work that the coach put in and the player development that they know they are known for, I think that will help me move moving to the player that I need to be to take the next step afterwards. But right now I'm focusing on preparing for college and talking with them in what areas I need to prepare the most and, and putting that into my workouts here in Sweden. Uh, so what, what's your exact height and weight right now? Uh, I'm about 7'1 without shoes, or I'm 7'1 without shoes, so I would be 7'2 with, uh, and uh, I'm 250 pounds, I would say, uh, 115 kilos. Right. I think that's 253 or something. Right. So, I mean, um, do you, do you, 
do uh, do people think you're still going to grow some more, or are you you at the top end right now? Yeah, I, I would say I might grow a little bit more, not that much. I think I it's in the beginning, like one year ago, I was still growing a lot, but now it's slowed down a little bit. I've grown about one centimeter in the past, uh, I would say six months. So eight months. So it's slowing down a bit. I would say I'm, I'm not going not going to grow that much more. And what uh, I guess your ideal playing weight weight in college once you get into the program and maybe you're there a year or two. What what has Purdue told you exactly? Kind of where where you think that 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 may that may land? We haven't talked that much about that, and I think that would be more. Uh, we'll talk more about that when I get over there and they can see how my body works and what muscles and how much fat I need to lose and all that. So I, I'm sorry, but I can't answer that question at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> if you can't answer it, you can't answer it. That's fine. I'm just kind of curious how, how, how they view you and the, what, you know, what your weight yeah. might, might be there. But once, I guess, the nutrition program and all that kicks in, we'll, we'll kind of see how that, how, how sure. that develops. Uh, do you get do you get to watch any of Purdue's games at all? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I watch the highlights when I wake up, and but when I get the time, I actually stay up during the weekends and watch them live whenever that's possible. And if it doesn't like uh, disturb my games, and if it's the case that I have a game the next day, I usually watch that, their highlights when I wake up, and then after my game, I watch their game. Right. Do you picture yourself kind of? Yeah, yeah. I've actually already started talking with some of the other recruits in the 22 class and looking at their film and highlights and their way of playing, I can actually see myself fitting in playing with them a lot and um, I'm looking forward to joining those guys and I think we're going to be a great class together. Right. So uh, for people, obviously a lot... A lot of people have never seen you play, whether it be obviously in person they have it, but uh, either on film. But just can you describe yourself as a player? I mean, what what will Purdue fans see from you once you get on the court? I'm a very versatile player, I would say. A guy that works hard on both offense on the floor and try to do whatever I can to adapt to what my team needs. If that's being a big guy in the post and banging with my back to the basket or popping threes or whatever. My, I have a great touch, I would say, both around the brim and from the three-point line, which helps, yeah, me being versatile a lot. So, yeah, I, and I, I I love passing the ball as well. And yes, being, being a playmaker from the post or even from the top of the key or whatever, just having the ball in my hands and passing it or beating my play one-on-one in a group of step-back situation or something like that, yeah. When did you start really focusing on the three-point game? Uh, I would say about two years ago, two and a half years ago. It kind of, I've always had a touch, so I've always been shooting mid-range shots and stuff, but when I, when I moved, when I transferred high school, to another high school, it was then that I started focusing on it a lot more and developing that shot that I have today mm-hmm. and the touch in general, being a better passer as well, focusing on that. So growing up, did you play any other sports? Yeah, I played soccer for a while, uh, but that 
that's the main sport I played. All right. Well, William, thanks for your time today. Yes, uh, once again, thanks uh, to William for his time uh, today as uh, we hooked up a call uh, from from William uh, in Sweden. He was getting ready to play a game uh, in about an hour when we talked to him. So uh, very gracious with his time and uh, congratulations to him uh, on his commitment uh, to Purdue. He will be part of a six-player class uh, when he gets here uh, in the summer. Uh, that'll include the two redshirt players, uh, Brian Waddell and Trey Kaufman Wren, who are sitting out this year. Uh, and in case you missed it, uh, Kaufman Wren will undergo foot surgery, a cleanup procedure uh, that'll put him out four to six weeks. Whether he's had it yet or he's going to have it, uh, unclear right now. But he'll be out about a month or so, uh, and it's the perfect time to get it done because he has to. Um, you know, he's going to redshirt anyway, but this is just kind of when you when you go back to, um, you know, the, the hand injury he suffered in the Indian All-Star game. And then um, that prevented him from going to the USA basketball tryouts. He was just he was just kind of behind. And and then the decision came to redshirt, which uh, I think is going to be a good decision for him. Uh, and then uh, the, the situation with his foot just needed cleaned up. And this is the perfect time to get all that stuff straightened out. And uh, he should be good to go once, you know, the Boilermakers hit uh, the off-season workouts, which I know all of you hope that is not till April. Um, but also in that cl class, Cam Heidi and then Braden Smith uh, from Westfield, Fletcher Loyal from home Homestead. Uh, so it's a, it's a class that has a, a player at each position. Um, and, you know, that will give Purdue even more depth than, than what it has now. Now, the anticipation is that they'll probably lose. They will, you know, you're going to lose three seniors for sure. And who else beyond that, it remains to be seen right now. But you could lose a couple other players early uh, to the NBA draft, uh, which would not be a surprise. But I think you have to prepare for that. So they have uh, numbers coming in 2022. Uh, that will help them. And then, uh, you know, William Berg, who, you know, you mentioned he's he's 7'1 without shoes, 7'2 with shoes, might grow just a little bit more, uh, currently weighs about 250 pounds. Curious what kind of weight Purdue will want him at uh, once he starts to, to play and stuff like that, how much how much weight his body can hold and, and still be effective. Um, he, he appears to be, and this is just through watching highlight films and, you know, obviously listening to him talk, but a, a versatile guy that can that can go inside and out, um, but you know it, it, he's got to have uh, improvement in the strength department. He recognizes that, and uh, we'll kind of see where that goes once once he gets here. Anyway, bounce back game Sunday for the Boilermakers. Need to rebound after the loss at Rutgers. Um, uh, going to play NC State, which is a pressing team, uh, so Purdue's going to get challenged uh, in that area. Um, they're not a great rebounding team, um, and uh, Purdue should hold the advantage there. But you know, Purdue just needs to, and, it, and it's it's hard to just look at one game and say, "Well, all these things need fixed." Well, it's been a kind of a, a culmination of things that have come up when you you go back to the Iowa game when they had the 19 point lead and they were not able to to stretch it and and finish it out that way. 
you know, a couple possessions here and there that probably changes things. And they got, they got, uh, they got flustered by the press. And then all of a sudden it's a two point game. The other night, you know, the two moments to come to mind, uh, Purdue got up seven in the first half, didn't extend it from there. Uh, then got up 10, uh, in the second half and even got up, they were still up eight with under five minutes to go and just did not, um, extend the lead from there. And that, that's, that's kind of the thing that you, you want, you want to see happen again, because when they played North Carolina at Villanova, um, you know, when they, when they got the leads, uh, they maintained their leads, you know, they were able to build, build on that and kind of shut off any kind of run that the other team was making. Uh, you know, both those games were different from a standpoint of how they played out, but, um, Purdue has been a good closing team this year, uh, but they didn't close very well uh, on Thursday night. Ran into a hot team with a good crowd and a hot player in Ron Harper Jr. And, uh, you know, they took advantage of Purdue's uh, mistakes, you know, down the end. Um, and, you know, I think this is just going to be a weird season in college basketball. I think you're going to see a lot of teams, you know, get to number one and then, then lose, maybe not immediately, but – I think you're going to see some repeat teams get back up there. You know, I think certainly Purdue has a chance to, to get back to number one at some point, depending on how far they fall this week. You know, winning against North Carolina State may, may soften the fall a little bit um, because, you know, when you, when you think of it, you know, Purdue lost on the last second shot uh, just inside half court. It, I'm not calling, not saying it's a fluke, but – this is not something that happens every day. I mean, Rutgers played well enough to win the game, uh, and there's no no disputing that. Disputing that, but Purdue still had the lead late. They had, you know, weathered everything that they needed to weather, and you know, you take the lead with 3.4 seconds left. You know, they do everything right defensively, and the guy still hits the basket. So, uh, but it's cleaning up those other areas and you know, going back to the first 10 minutes of the game as opposed to the last 10 minutes of the game and trying to fix those things so you're not in that in that position uh, at the end. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how Sunday's game plays out, and we'll be back uh, to recap it, you know, after, uh, after that from uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So we appreciate you stopping by. I hope you enjoyed listening to William explain his reasons coming to Purdue, explain his, you know, kind of his background of, where, how he's reached uh, where, you know, his, the point where he is today. Um, and, of course, thank you for, for listening. And, again, we'll be back Sunday uh, after Purdue plays uh, North Carolina State. Have a good day.